Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Nine on Your Side Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Layton. I'm here with Patrick Mason, who is a beat writer for the Daily Reflector. When it comes to ECU sports, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's pretty cool. So let's talk about what you do first here. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I write um, all about East Carolina sports, um, mostly football, basketball, baseball. But I dip into some other stuff as well. Like I've written some track stories, some swimming stories, um, a softball story this year. Um, so I just try to find like an interesting story here and mm -hmm. there because that's really what I find the most interesting like I don't like like the game story it's kind of like a necessary part of the job like, yeah you gotta like write a you know team x one seven to five <laughs> but I like kind of digging in a little bit more and writing mm -hmm. a cool feature story or something here and there so yeah the paper kind of lets me pick what I do like I you know they don't really tell me hey this is the week do what you do mm -hmm. um, I just get to go out and kind of write whatever how'd you get involved in this um, really, it started when I was in uh, Iowa at college. Um, I took a, I actually changed my major three different times. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah, because like, that's the thing. Like you ask like an 18 or 17 year old like what they want to do, and like you really have no clue. Um, I actually started out as a pharmacy major, so oh, wow. like a huge different switch. But I was always writing on the side. Um, I ended up in journalism. I worked at the student newspaper. Um, got a job out of college in Chicago. Um, and then I think around 2017, I moved out to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, and then a couple years ago, I moved out here to Greenville, and here I am. So kind of bouncing around a little bit, really, just different spots. But uh, um, yeah, here I am now, and you know, just covering ECU, everything and ECU. You talk about like changing majors and stuff, and I know I think that happens to a lot of college students, and I know that it's happened to quite a few who have ended up here doing stuff like we do or stuff like news, because when I came into college, I was a criminal justice major. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> now you see where I am. I'm in front of a camera with a microphone on. So I just think it's, like you said, a 17, 18-year-old, you kind of expect them to have it all figured out, and they don't. And I knew that I was coming in to play softball at ECU, but that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have athletic, and I'm going to do this every single day for four years. But that's all I knew. And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? I'm like, play softball? I don't know. Like, yeah. Is there like a softball major? I have no idea. And so coming in criminal justice was kind of weird. And like you said, you were a pharmacy, and now you're here. But how did you get involved in sports in general? Um, so I, I've just played sports my entire life. I actually went to Iowa as a swimmer. Um, I did that for the first year. And then I just started, I played water polo my sophomore year. And then I, just, I was always around sports, so I decided just to start writing about it because I really couldn't give it up, and I just loved, I mean, just loved sports, really. That's how my family interacts. Like, if I call my parents back home in Chicago, we just talk about sports. Um, and I've always loved writing, and that's always been a side thing, so being able to mesh the two has been really cool. Um, and so when I moved to Rocky Mount from Illinois, like, I didn't even know that town existed. And, like, you know, it, it barely does. <laughs> even to people be in North Carolina don't know. Right. It's, it's very small. Um, but I was able to cover the ACC, um, which was basically the hook for me moving out here. Um, so I covered, like, Duke and UNC basketball and football. Um, then the pandemic hit, and the paper just kind of scaled back what they were doing. So then I came out here to Greenville to do ECU. But really, it's all just been about my love of sports. Like, I, I like any kind of sport. Um, and writing too. So just meshing those two has been awesome. Do you like hockey? Yes, I love Who's hockey. Who's your favorite hockey team? Uh, the Blackhawks. 
Oh, yes, no, well, you're, but, okay, okay, well, yeah, that makes but sense. But I will that say this, sense. the I guess the only um, Carolina team I've adopted has been the Hurricanes. That's my favorite. Like, like not I the am Panthers, crazy. Not, yeah, not anything else, but the, you know, the Hurricanes has been my, my home away from home. Yeah, team. I'm a huge Caniac. Uh, I love the Carolina Hurricanes. I talk about this every podcast I go on. I find a way to incorporate them. I love them. And honestly, but that's not been a whole life thing for me because, I mean, they're fairly new, only 25 years in, and I know a lot of teams are newer than that even. Mm -hmm. But that's been, hockey's been a new thing. I grew up a huge Carolina Panthers fan my whole life, unfortunately, because I am from North Carolina. (laughs) Um, And then Duke didn't have a softball team until I got to college. But I grew up a huge Duke basketball fan, so you got to do that. Yeah. and I know that, you know, I didn't look at Duke or whatever because I didn't have softball and I knew I wanted to play softball. They had a softball team. I probably would have tried harder in school, um, mm-hmm. but they didn't. So you said that you got to do stuff with Duke basketball. How was that? Now I'm interested. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So the first time, you know, the in Cameron, it's really small and you're on press row and all the, the crazy students are right behind you. And that was like, I don't know about intimidating is the right word, but it was like <laughs> you go in there and you're like, holy smokes. Overwhelmed. Like, this is, yeah, overwhelmed is a good word for it. And they're right up on your back, you know, they're leaning over you to cheer and you're just crunched in this little press seat. You know, you got your computer, you got a little <laughs> bit of room. So it was like a, it was a whole experience. You know, the, the plays happening right in front of you. I think uh, Luke Kennard one year oh, dove wow. for a loose ball and hit the dude next to me. So oh. luckily I was spared that, but you're like right in it. So that was like, that was really fun. Um, even UNC basketball was cool. I think Michael Jordan came by at halftime one time to, you know, say, hey, the Jumpman brand is gonna come here or something. And it was just kind of cool seeing all that unfold, um, which you don't, I mean, Chicago is really pro sports wise, mm-hmm. which is how I grew up. So. I guess moving out to North Carolina, it's very college sports, like, heavy. You know, those, those teams are obviously big, but I found that ECU as well. I mean, they got a fan base that's, like, oh, basically nationwide. I mean, it, yeah. it's a really fun fan base. So, um, yeah, that, that was definitely definitely pretty interesting. Do you remember how hot it was in there? Oh, yeah. It's it like was, an oven. It was. It was people told me, like, don't wear a shirt you care about because no. someone's going to be body painted behind you. Yep. And don't wear a sweater because you're going to be roasting. So. Yep. Luckily, yep. I, someone told me that, so I was prepared. <laughs> I got it from my mom and my grandmother. They just kind of, my grandmother started it, and then my mom, and then it passed down to me. So we would go to do games all the time before I got to college. And I remember it being November. So I had my North Face jacket on at the time because they were trendy at the time, and a short sleeve shirt under it. And as soon as you got in there, you would take off the North, North Face jacket because it was so hot in there. Um, but yeah, I enjoy Duke basketball games, but what did you see? I know uh, the Dean Dome is a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of the difference between Duke and Carolina? Yeah, mostly, I guess, the size of it. Um, the atmospheres are still pretty much the same. I mean, tons of fans are almost always sold out. Um, even NC State, because I messed with them a little bit, and like you go to there, they play in PNC, and that's mm-hmm. almost like too big for what they it's need. It's huge. Yeah. Um, I guess it was kind of cool to see. That was when Dennis Smith was playing for them and J. Cole. You know, he, yeah. he was courtside, so his uh, seat was right in front of me at oh, press no. row. So it was just fun seeing him there. So it was definitely like a whole whole thing. But yeah, those atmospheres are, are definitely pretty special. <laughs> we brought up Pirate Nations. We'll address the <clears throat> elephant in the room that has disappointed some fans, um, including myself, because it was hard and kind of heartbreaking to watch us. I don't want to say blow it, but certainly not have this the outcome that we wanted for this season especially the conference championship and what's kind of put me in a weird spot when it comes to Tulane is that with the disappointing season they had the year before this year and then they go to the Cotton Bowl and just to watch them turn that around and then you have baseball come in and with 
not a great record, very subpar, yeah. and then they beat us. So it's just Tulane, I, I don't know if something switched in them, but just to out of all the teams, to watch them beat us was um, hard for me. But what do you think is next for them in the regional? Um, I think they're going to have a tough time. I mean, they're 19 and 40. You don't see too many 40 lost teams no. in, the, in, a, <laughs> in the postseason. But I mean, uh, to be fair, I guess they did play pretty well. And when they were in Greenville for that, that series, I mean, they're, I guess, top three, four guys can really hit. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, you know, baseball is a funky sport. I'm sure you know as well as softball. And you could either get a pitcher that gets hot and they can kind of dominate you for a day or, you know, a lineup just hits the ball out of the yard. And you know, there you have it. So I think that's kind of what happened in the, the conference tournament because ECU, they, they really played, they really kind of hurt themselves losing that first game. Yeah. And they had to work out of the loser's bracket. So they played six games. Um, I, I certainly don't think Tulane's a better team. It's just, no. It just kind of worked out that way. And, and like I said, baseball's kind of funky. Anything can happen in one game. Um, but yeah, you mentioned football too. You know, we went down there to New Orleans to watch that football game and everyone's thinking, all right, ECU's playing well. And then Tulane comes out and does what they do, and then it's like, wow, okay. Like, yeah. you know, it was a surprise for ECU, and I think Tulane a little bit of a, okay, this team's kind of for real a little bit. So, yeah, it, you know, good times for them, I guess. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, ECU baseball fans especially, including me, it was before I got to college, but I remember watching it on TV last time ECU went to Charlottesville. Um, Travis Watkins hitting the home run in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, I think that a lot of fans are expecting that kind of energy coming back, but I also don't know the disadvantage ECU will have going into UVA because this is a relatively new thing to them. I mean, they've been able to host regionals and even last year with supers with Texas, and that obviously wasn't the outcome we wanted. And I was at the game that lasted till one in the morning. Um, that was not the most fun time of my <laughs> life, especially because it wasn't even close. But I did enjoy um, the guys, the fifth years and the seniors, because they were around my age getting to watch them play their last college baseball game. It was yeah. really cool. But do you think that there will be a disadvantage for us since we're not used to that? Yeah, it'll be a little bit different for sure. I think the players talked about it where I don't think any of this player group has been on the road for a regional. Mm -hmm. And this year, for whatever reason, they did struggle on the road against teams. I mean, I think their road record is maybe like plus four, 500, but it, it was not that way in the beginning of the year. They really struggled. Um, so it'll be a little bit different. But if you remember like last year, you know, UVA was here in Greenville and that winner's bracket game was so much fun. I think that mm -hmm. was when Zach Agnos closed it out. The whole place was going nuts. It was under the lights. Um, so I think it's going to be, it's going to be really fun, but yeah, I mean, 2016 is a long time ago and you know, that'll be, it'll be different because none of these guys have experienced that before. Yeah. Now underrated player that came out last year, Bryson Worrell. Um, I, he was my age and I always thought that he was extremely underrated. And I think when he came in, he was kind of, uh, pushed to the side a little bit, but now he came out in, in regionals last year. I mean, he looked great. So it's kind of like, I think some guys might've taken notes from him. Um, but do, I know a lot of people on Twitter are talking about, do you think like, what player do you think is going to come up and, um, I guess, dominate the way he did and take over. Do you think there'll be one this year? Yeah, I think we're kind of seeing it right now with Josh Moylan. He's mm -hmm. really playing awesome. And even um, a guy who maybe people didn't think about as a starter at the beginning of the year, but Carter Cunningham mm -hmm. has really played awesome, especially in the tournament um, this past week. So I think he's a guy to watch. He kind of holds down that outfield spot, which ECU definitely needs some outfield. I don't know about help, but they, they just needed to find outfielders this year. Mm -hmm. And he's been a guy who's really showed up. Um, so I, I think those two guys especially. Um, I think Jacob Starling as well, just another guy who can just get hot for a, a series, you know, and just, just play great. So probably those three guys I think would be certainly people to watch. 
Um, and yeah, I guess if you just look at Bryson Worrell last year, he just had a heck of a heck of a finish to that year. I mean, he was otherworldly. Um, so that's, that was really fun to watch him do that. And I think there's plenty of potential for guys this year to do that. Mm -hmm. The outcome of this season, do you think, I know a lot of times, I mean, it, it can even happen on one game on paper. The game was much better in person than it looks on paper. Do you think that the way we played this season um, reflects our record, or do you think that we played better than what it shows? Um, it's weird because 45 wins, I think it's tied for the third most in the country. Um, and I know a lot of people are disappointed about not hosting, but I think really that comes down to like the strength of the, mm -hmm. the conference. Mm -hmm. Like the conference did them no favors at all. Right. So essentially, like if you're playing a conference game and you win, the committee or the rest of the country is saying, hey, you, you should beat this team. You know, mm -hmm. you should beat Cincinnati and Wichita State. Um, but if you lose, they say, what are you doing? You're going to exactly. drop super far. So um, I think even Cliff said it um, in the, the interviews after the championship game of the tournament. He said, for whatever reason, our conference was just not good. And mm -hmm. that really hurt us this year. Mm -hmm. And I think ECU, I mean, to win 45 games, that's, that's really difficult to do. Um, and they have probably their best pitching I've seen in, in multiple years. Um, you know, last year they were just, if you had an arm, and you had a glove, there. go out there to the yep. mound and pitch, <laughs> you know? This year, I feel like you have kind of a structured rotation and some bullpen guys they can count on. Um, so I think it's a more rounded team than what we've seen in the past. But yeah, the conference did them no favors at all this year. And it was basically like a lose-lose situation. Mm -hmm. You had to win a game, and if you lost, you got really hammered Exactly. By and we'll switch gears to ECU football. I know um, a lot of fans are excited for this season, and whenever I talk to somebody about this, I'm never going to ask for somebody's you know, starting lineup. I'm not going to ask you what you think on who's going to play quarterback, but what do you think will be the difference this year? I mean, we've lost some key people, and Holton was really – the face of this football team. You mm -hmm. could have not known anybody on the team, but you were going to know who Holden Ehlers was. And I don't even know if that was because of the way he played. It was just because of who he was. And he was always a good person, and he was obviously good at football, and he got much better, I think, as he went on. But what do you think? Do you think there'll be a difference in the team dynamic? Because it's going to look very different this year. Yeah, Holton was one of those, like, prototypical quarterbacks where he's very like cerebral and he's he is a, a, a leader and he's a guy you can go to the quarterback room and break down a defense and give guys confidence um, even like coaches like offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick would talk about that where they'd go out to practice for a week and Holton would come with like a list of plays and say hey coach I want to work on this or hey we should do this and I think that's something you're really going to be missing without him because um, it's just difficult for a young quarterback to first off try to learn the offense and like learn where he fits and how to be a leader while also saying, hey, coach, here's what I think we should do, yeah. which is very difficult to do. Um, and I guess what we saw in the spring game is I don't know. I don't even know if they know who's going to be starting right. in the first. You know, like I, I think they want Mason Garcia to start. I think that's probably what they envision because he's just looking at the guy. He's got a big arm, a huge he's body. Huge. He's athletic. <laughs> you know, he can run around and do all these things. But, it, you know, Alex Flynn had a great spring as well. And it's like, I don't know if they're separating each other yet. Um, and, you know, we got tons of practice in the, in the summer to go. But it's definitely going to be a very interesting team. I don't know. Um, you know, I think I've seen win totals at like five and six. And, you know, fans are going to say that's a, a step down. But you lost, I think, like, you know, I saw some stat like 97% of the offensive production. You know, yeah. wide receivers, your quarterback, your running back. You know, Roger Harris is coming back from a knee injury. You don't know where you're going to get out That's going to be good, I think. Yeah. I think that that's something that even though we're losing a few players, A, who've graduated, and B, who are in the draft, which we'll get to, but I think that 
there's going to be a lot of new faces, but I think something that's really important for Pirate Nation to remember, and I think that's something that's keeping their head up, is that Rajay Harris is coming back. Mm -hmm. And that was such a huge loss last year because he just brought this kind of energy on the field. And obviously, I love watching our offense play and whatever else I love because, you know, I know we're going to score. But watching our defense play was my favorite part of the game. I love how excited they got. I thought every single play those guys left it all on the field, whether it was, you know, whether it, they got a first down or whether or not there was a fumble or whatever it may be I really thought that they left it all out there they were my favorite part of the game to watch but I do think that everybody is looking forward to Rajay coming back I think it's a positive light for fans oh for sure and when he went down he was the team leader in like rushing touchdowns mm -hmm. so he's a big part of the piece but we got to talk to him this spring um, when he was kind of just starting to run again and just seeing him like being able to get on the field like you could tell like it just did so much for him personally like hey I can like play football again and do something I love again which is it's got to be so hard to like just be knocked out from something you love and now you're going through surgery you're rehabbing you're on the sideline watching your teammates and you can't do anything um, so it'll be awesome to see him back just from like a personal standpoint and just from a team boost point because I think the running back is something they're going to really um, that'll be like the key to this offense, I mm -hmm. think, you know, just mm -hmm. the running backs because there's so much that's gone and so much that's missing. Right. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to see him back. I think speaking from athlete experience, I know that, I don't know if, I mean, a lot of people can attest to this, whether you're an athlete or not, but as an athlete, already being an athlete is very hard uh, mentally because you're putting your whole life into this. And sometimes, you know, you're practicing getting up for 6 a.m. and you're not even on the field sometimes. So being an athlete is mentally really tough, and I know that a lot of students who aren't athletes kind of say, well, athletes get it, get off easier, and they don't even have to go to class, and they do this, and they do that. And I honestly think that that can really take a toll on your mental health as well, because while that may be true that we get to be on the road a lot, it's really difficult. And so I, when a lot of students are pushing that down on you, it's, it's hard mentally. And then luckily, I never got hurt and had to come out of the season for a while. I was able to make it all four years with no injury. But I cannot imagine the toll that had on his mind to say, I got hurt and now for the rest of this season, I just have to watch my team, whether they succeed and that's great, or I have to watch them fail and there's nothing I can do about it. I just can't imagine. And I really like to see that mental health when it comes to the NCAA or really all sports is really starting to come out and be pushed a lot more because I think it's becoming more recognized and I don't know if that's something you have noticed from any kind of perspective. Yeah, definitely. And it's just harder to be like that leader when you are injured and you're in the, the training room a lot when your guys are on the field. Um, and even the athletic director, uh, John Gilbert, was saying that the, the university is working on hiring like a full-time, you know, mental health person, hmm. which is, which would be awesome, you know, just to just have someone to talk to and someone to work through some of these issues. Because a lot of times, like you said, you know, you grow up playing your whole life and sometimes all of a sudden it's taken away from you and now you don't know what to do next you mm -hmm. know besides just i don't know strengthen your knee or something yeah. you're like man like you know this isn't what i wanted to do no. or you know this this sucks so it, it's definitely difficult now a few players have entered the draft like we mentioned what are your expectations we'll specifically go with holton cj and keaton okay um yeah so it sounds i mean i've been reading stuff like i think holton is at a good advantage for the position he plays as a quarterback i think a lot of nfl teams if they're not going to carry three on the roster they'll have at least three you know one two on the roster active roster and someone on the practice squad so i have a good feeling that he's going to make make i think he's on the seahawks he's going to make the seahawks mm -hmm. roster and um that's just a great spot for him and, and just like i said earlier he's so like cerebral and he can break down things like he's going to be a very awesome quarterback to have in that room so i think he's Definitely a valuable, you know, piece for an NFL team. Um, 
Keaton Mitchell, I actually personally thought he was going to get drafted. Mm -hmm. um, at least, you know, sixth, seventh round. I thought someone would take a flyer on I him. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Even I was shocked. Yeah, I remember I was, I was at a baseball game during the draft, and I kept, like, refreshing the draft board. Like, did he go now? Did he go now? Did he go now? Nothing. Um, but, you know, like, 30 minutes after, I think the Ravens picked him up. Mm -hmm. um, but his speed, I mean, I think he'll stick, and he's going to surprise a lot of people. He's The thing is, like, he is really small. Um, obviously, no fault of his own. It's just kind of what he is, but... Um, his speed is like elite. I remember we were at BYU um, and just how shifty he was and just running around. He'd run away from everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that that kind of speed plays anywhere. Um, CJ, I guess that's a different. Um, I'm not really too sure what he can be. I know a lot of scouts that, you know, he has a like the body for an NFL player and yeah. he's big enough and he can, you know, block off defenders and catch the ball. So um, I think he'll have to, CJ will probably really have to work hard in, in training camp to probably make a roster. But the other two guys, I think they're, I think, you know, they're set. I think they can, their skills and their, you know, attributes, I guess, can, can definitely play. What kind of blew my mind about this conference in football is I know that some people may disagree, but we have a tough football conference, in my opinion, now. And I know that Keaton was very fast. Everybody knows that. But Keaton wasn't even the fastest guy in our conference, which I think is insane. But do you get to travel to all the football games mm -hmm. and get to go? How is that? Because I don't get to do that. Is that fun? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So like this year, I got so lucky with like what the road destinations were. So Tulane, obviously, you're going to New Orleans, really mm -hmm. fun. Um, the first game of the year is remember that hurricane um, is supposed to be in South Florida. And it yeah. got moved to Boca Raton. So mm -hmm. I got to go there, which was pretty cool. So you're like on the other side, like the east part of Florida. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm going into like a war zone. But like that, <laughs> that part didn't even get touched yeah. by the hurricane. It was so weird. Then you see pictures of the other side and it's like totally destroyed. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I think my favorite road trip was the BYU going out to Utah. Um, and just, I landed in Salt Lake City. I hung out there for a day, just like walked around. I did, you know, hiked around the mountains a little bit. And then going into Provo. And that was just so weird because, like, ECU has such a big, like, game day atmosphere. Like, mm -hmm. Everyone's tailgating, everyone's grilling, you know, drinking, having a good time. And then in Provo, they got, like, a, you know, a little dance party yeah. dance team going, and no <laughs> one's drinking. Everyone no. shows up right at the same time as the game. Yep. Um, but everyone was so nice. It was, like, a such a different atmosphere. And it was, it's kind of cool to, like, soak all that stuff in. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess one more thing about Tulane. It was really cool. I was walking around the stadium. And I was looking at the concessions, and they had crawfish bites and oh, like God. and like fried crawfish. <laughs> they had like these sausage things. I'm like, this is just like you know, this it's just different. So I, I love like those different atmospheres mm -hmm. that you don't really get if you're just always you know here in Greenville. Did have you been to UCF? No, not yet. No, I know they call it. Is it the bounce house? Uh huh. I I haven't been to a UCF football game. Um, I don't know that I have any interest to. <laughs> um, but I feel like my thing is I love ECU sports. I love Carolina Hurricanes, Carolina Panthers, ECU. Um, in my opinion, and maybe this is just me being, you know, whatever, I don't want to give money to another program, even if it's just to watch my school. <laughs> I just don't want to do that. Now, I, like I am from Charlotte. So when we played App State at Bank of America, I was interning at ECU. So I got to go to that and I probably would have paid to go to that. But I don't want to fly down to UCF and give money to that. Pro I just don't. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, maybe that's just me being stingy. Um, I don't know. But that's just how I am. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? ECU Sports, your job, you, anything. No, I mean, just just that I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really fun. Um, and then the, the football season, I get to write a column, which as a beat writer, I feel like you don't really stray too much with, like, opinions. So you get to, you know, write stories here and there. Yeah. But for a column, it's like you got to have – 
like a, essentially a take and like an opinion on every game. And you know, you're either you're mad about something or you're happy about something. And I feel like that's just been kind of fun to like find my voice sort of in doing that. Um, so that, that's been kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, this, this whole job has been really awesome. And like each sport has been fun, like, mm -hmm. you know, basketball, football, baseball. And ECU, I think, is on the rise in, in all of them, really, and pretty much across the board in all their sports. So it, it's been a good time. I didn't know that you had to have like a take. Do you ever get any kind of like hate or love? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Sometimes <laughs> like a I'm, message board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'll get emails, hey, you're too hard on this. Or sometimes it's like, you know, why aren't you going in on this? They stink. Or, you know, oh, why are you doing gosh. this? So. Yeah, you definitely have to, wow. you know, filter out some things. But also, you got to realize, like, you got to let that stuff roll off. Right. Because, you know, every fan is just, you know, they're always, you know, they have the takes. You know, this this sucks or this is great. So, yeah, you just got to, you know, just, just do you and just trust what you're doing. I know how some of ECU fans can be because when I was an intern at ECU, I got to work the Mike Houston radio show back with uh, Jeff Charles, which was some of my favorite memories. But I know that we would ask questions, me and my boss at the time, um, and they would put the questions through Facebook because it was Facebook live streamed. And so I, they would put the questions, I'd write them on a note card and like slide them to Jeff Charles. But some of the questions they knew were going directly to Mike Houston. And I'd have to look at my boss and be like, we can't write this one down. I mean, they don't care. Mm -hmm. And then they'll put something in there and we're like, we obviously can't ask that. But then they have something to say when it doesn't get asked or answered. And like, we can't put that in there. Because some of them, it's like they pull messages directly from, or questions directly from message boards. And most of the time, those are kind of tough. <laughs> like, yeah. Those are kind of hard. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember it was at the beginning of this year, um, and I was, I was getting these emails about someone's like, you know, I don't think Cliff Godwin's the right coach to take us to Omaha. And I'm reading this, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you, this team is so successful, very, they win. They're, like I said, they're the third most wins in the country. Um, it's, it's hard to get there. It, baseball's difficult. And just when you get stuff like that from fans, you just have to let that roll off and go, this person's just be either being irrational in the moment or just, you know, it's just not a good take. Well, he also, <laughs> exactly. And he also got offered all those other great jobs at different, you know, right. colleges. And so I feel like whether or not you're succeeding, which if you're not succeeding, you're probably going to get fired at some point. But I will always love a coach, an athlete, an assistant coach, an AD, whoever it may be. I will always love one of them who loves my school. And that was my thing, like I said, I'm a Panther fan about Cam Newton, is that, you know, that 2015 season obviously was great and beautiful and everything. And I wish every season could be like that. But mm -hmm. I, and I know that a lot of people don't like him and I don't think that he's the best quarterback anymore but I loved how much he loved Carolina I love to watch him play you know he was super cam and yeah. all this kind of stuff so I love to watch him be at Bank of America mm -hmm. and I feel that way about any athlete like I said coach whoever maybe who loves my school and I don't know if you've seen that yeah it's just fun when you have people who are passionate about like what they're doing you know like I think that's what, especially like pro athletes or even college athletes like you, you just want them to have, both have fun and just be good at what they do. Like, you know, Cam, he, he was a character. Like, he always had something going on, and when he was good, like, you want that, like, bravado. You want that, like, excitement and that confidence, as, especially as a fan. You're like, yeah, that's my quarterback. Yeah. You know, he's jumping around. He's dabbing on people. It's like, yes, like, I like that. Um, even in baseball, like, I remember last year, Bryson Worrell hit a, a giant home run, does a bat flip, and he wants to watch it, and then the umps pushing him out of the box. I hate and that. It's stuff like that. I'm like, man, we're just got to have fun. Like, sports is about having fun. And when someone cares about where they are and they have fun, like, I'm all for that. I think this is maybe my take, which I, as I work for the news, I can't really put a lot of takes online. And I don't know that this is necessarily a hot take. I think a lot of people agree that. Uh, 
in my opinion, umpires are really ruining college baseball to me. I mean, him getting ejected for the hot dog, but it's not just <laughs> ECU. It's happened right, to it's a lot of teams, you know, like with uh, certain pitches or whatever it may be. It's just kind of like you can't say anything without feeling like you're going to get ejected. It's almost like you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. And I just think that it hopefully it doesn't, but it just kind of seems like that kind of thing is going downhill to me. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. Yeah, it's definitely like this with the celebrations this year in baseball. I like know. you can't have, you know, props or something. And it's like, man, the whole reason why any of us played sports is because it was fun. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's why we like it, right? Like it's fun. It's fun to play. It's fun to watch. Like you want people to have fun on the field. Like, so as a fan, you're thinking like, yes, I want more of this, not less mm -hmm. of this. Exactly. Like, when it was when it was a COVID thing, when it was this season right after COVID or a few months after, I kind of was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, we can't have them crowded at home plate with the other team's catcher or pitcher. I was like, okay, I kind of see that. Right. But at this point, we're like a few years removed. I'm like, that's not the reason anymore. And I know it's not. I know a lot of people also know that. And maybe it's just an <laughs> excuse at this point. I don't know. But is there anything else you have to say? Oh, not really. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, appreciate this. And yeah, it's good. great. Thank you yeah. for joining me. Yeah, I'll thanks. see you guys next week.